On today's show, Google loses another top executive from its autonomous vehicle program. Local Motors is another tech company that threatens car dealerships, and why 48-volt systems could kill off strong hybrids. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily for August 8th of 2016. While there's a big shakeup going on at Google's self-driving car effort, at least four of the top technical experts who were involved from the earliest days have decided to go somewhere else. The latest is Chris Ermson, the chief technology officer of the business unit. He says he's looking for a new challenge, but did not announce any concrete plans. Two key software engineers also quit, saying they were going to a startup company. Earlier this year, Anthony Lewandowski, another key engineer who was involved from the very beginning, left to join a company called Auto, which is working on autonomous semi-trucks. Google's autonomous car business is now headed up by John Krafcek, who previously worked at Ford, Hyundai Motor America, and at TrueCar. The New York Times reports that Chris Ermson had argued with Krafcek over the direction the project is taking, but Ermson denies that that's why he's leaving Google. The autonomous car effort at Google is no longer just a research effort and is turning into a business instead. So it's probably not too surprising to see differences of opinion over the direction it takes. Even so, that's a lot of top-notch talent to lose in a very short period of time. Tesla has been under scrutiny lately over a fatal crash involving its autopilot system. But now a man in Missouri claims that autopilot saved his life. While driving home from work in his Tesla Model X, Joshua Neely suffered a pulmonary embolism, which is a blood clot in the lungs, and can be extremely painful. He says the autopilot drove him to a hospital 20 miles away where he was treated for his emergency. While this is good news for Tesla, federal agencies are still investigating the fatal accident involving autopilot. Still to come, Chip Foose plans to bring a GM design sketch from the 1930s to life. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. And by Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. Once upon a time, Nissan believed it had a technological advantage in making batteries for electric vehicles, so it formed a joint venture to make them in-house. But that soon may come to an end. Reports are coming out that the automaker wants to sell its 51% stake in its battery unit called Automotive Energy Supply Corporation. Turns out, Nissan decided it was cheaper to buy batteries instead. Right now, Panasonic appears to be the leading candidate but there could be some controversy with the sale. The deal appears to include Nissan's battery plant in Tennessee. You know, the one that it got a $1.4 billion loan from the U.S. DOE. Local Motors has a vision of making cars in small factories scattered all across the country. Instead of making hundreds of thousands of cars in one giant factory, it wants thousands of factories with each one making only 3,000 cars a year. That way, customers can go directly to their local factory to get their cars. So, no more dealerships, 
No more acres of cars sitting on lots waiting for someone to buy them. No more summer blowout sales for the cars that aren't selling. And no more used car lot. Because when your 3D printed car wears out, they'll just grind it up and print you a new one. If you're interested in more about Local Motors, don't miss AutoLine After Hours this Thursday. Our guest is Justin Fishkin, the Chief Strategy Officer of the company, and this is going to be a great show. So join John and Gary for some of the best insights as to where the automotive industry is headed into the future. Chip Foos is best known for putting his own twist on production classic cars, but now he's working on a car that never saw the light of day. Back in 1935, a car dealer commissioned a custom Cadillac Coupe that was based on a lowered and shortened sedan chassis. It also featured a removable hardtop, but the car was never produced. Until now, that is. The Foos team is using a 1939 Cadillac Series 60 sedan to bring the car to life, with Foos's own unique touches, of course. The project should be unveiled by the end of the summer. Coming up next, why 48-volt hybrid systems are so important for meeting future fuel economy regulations. Lear Connexus is the new application suite in vehicle connectivity designed to deliver over-the-air software updates and more from Lear Corporation's eSystems, leaders in power and data management. Strong hybrids, like the Prius, deliver great fuel economy, but those systems aren't cheap. That's why automakers are developing 48-volt hybrids to help meet future fuel economy standards. On last week's AutoLine After Hours, we were joined by Marianne Wright, the Group VP at Johnson Controls. In the following clip, she talks about why 48-volt hybrids are so appealing. So when you think about all of the um, assisted drive features and functions, um, the migration of traditionally mechanical loads to electrics, those are huge power consumers. And our 12-volt power net is getting filled up. And so we're doing things like adding a, a small lithium-ion battery to get some more power capability, some regen or some more fuel. But you're going to reach a point where the 12-volt just won't do it. And that's why the 48-volt is so attractive. You got to stay below 60 so you don't electrocute people. And so 48, here's your science lesson. You stay at 48 volts because you get spikes and as long as you stay below 60, you're good. And what that does is you don't have to have big, heavy orange cabling. You don't have to have high voltage isolation. You don't have to have all the multi-point failure re redundancy protection against the customer. So what does that do? It makes it smaller, cheaper, lighter, and delivers the same kinds of performance that you see in today's hybrids, which I think hybrids going forward are going to be very challenged, John, because you can virtually drop these solutions in. The, the OEM can package the battery wherever they want. They're going to upsize the motor, and they probably are going to downsize the, the, the internal combustion engine and replace it with a, a turbo. I think the next, here's my, here's my prediction, John, so right. in five years we Trump get to roll, see. roll, please is going to be e-turbos and e-boosters. And you and I have talked about 20 years how, ago how awful turbochargers were. Lag, they didn't, you know, they just... They were like light switches, they were on and off. They were terrible. Now, one is good, two is good. We have some vehicles that have four, which has allowed the OEMs to downsize their 
their engines get a lot of weight out and supplement the performance, and in fact, in many cases, perform or improve the performance. With 48 volt, you actually enable e-boosting, which I think is going to be the next, the next big technology breakthrough. So you'll actually industry. use the energy from the battery to spool up the turbo. Well, that or through the through the motor generator, mm -hmm. you know, depending upon how they distribute the load. But you know, you're going to need that to, to power it. You can watch that entire discussion right now on our website, or you can find it on our YouTube channel. That wraps up today's show. Thank you for watching, and please join us again here tomorrow.